Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody, another episode of the podcast that's sweeping the nation, everybody. We're in the middle of season two already. How far, how fast has time flown? It's episode 71 here of One Man's Opinion. Appreciate you guys downloading subscribing tuning in hitting that play button wherever you've chosen to make us me for today a part of your day we do appreciate it uh, spreading the word folks telling a friend we want it to pump out as many episodes of this podcast as we can i love doing them uh it's completely uh completely unedited completely um free and open we can curse we can do whatever unedited unfiltered and uh this is how i like to do broadcasting quite frankly with you so um we are in episode seven spread the word everybody if you can't tell a friend we'll be talking a lot of fantasy football we'll be talking a little baseball uh throughout probably not as much baseball in the days and weeks ahead but well you know when it's hot button topics we'll get to it today i got a nice mix of football a conversation to have with you and uh i'm in a feisty mood and you know when we get in feisty moods i get uh ranty if you will and today i haven't even decided as i hit the record button here on this week's podcast uh, i haven't even decided whether i'm just gonna let all the bullets fly or not so you this could be an absolute epic uh, podcast here today uh, if you're just tuning in just downloading hearing me for the first time welcome to it this is one man's opinion and uh, I am Jeff Mans. You find my work at fantasyguru.com. That's where the 2021 fantasy football draft guide sits. It is always updated, constantly growing more content, more information, more changes every single day. It grows by the day. Coaching breakdowns, offensive line breakdowns on the way. We've already got projections. We've already got rankings. We've already got um, overall rankings, two quarterback leagues. IDP leagues. We've already got our best ball guide in there. We already got our dynasty fantasy football guide. We've got our bold predictions out there as well. We've got player write-ups on over 700 skill position fantasy football players over there. We've got our staff mock draft that we did a few weeks back. We've got football, uh, fantasy football scoring dependencies, the off-season report, red zone, um, football by the numbers, fantasy football by the numbers. It should be up maybe by the time you're listening to this episode, as a matter of fact, auction drafting folks, we got it covered and don't forget we are at early bird pricing. So get in now. If you are listening to this by July 1st, early, if you're listening to it after chances are early bird pricing is gone. So it's a full season product. It's not just for your drafts. It is, you get the, my guru tool, which helps you import your league, make draft day decisions, run mock drafts at this time of year. Also helps you with trades, helps you with stardom, sit them during the season. You can analyze, am I getting screwed on this trade? Am I not? It's all there in the My Guru tool over at fantasyguru.com. So get in there and join our community, elitefantasy.com. You find me for all things daily fantasy sports. We have our summer special over there as well, where you get preseason NFL, rest of the season 
Major League Baseball. You get the postseason NBA, NHL, uh, rest of the season, PGA. You get NASCAR. You get everything that we have uh, from a daily fantasy soccer, esports over there at EliteFantasy.com. And if you were EliteFantasy.com subscriber, you automatically got Elite Sports Data, our brand new Data, all data site, every statistic. You could watch games in real time with the box score and find out all the uh, exit velocities and all the stat cast data in real time. Our smash score, our smash report over there at EliteSportsData.com for pitchers, for hitters, season, last 30 days. Our bullpen usage and reliever rating system, that's uh, measuring quality of teams bullpen that is available over there we call it the burr report our bullpen usage tool over there as well all of our betting tools with the our projections our odds again it's all included if you're an elite fantasy.com subscriber so get over there elite sports betting.com for all your legalized sports betting needs as well bets posted every single solitary day for every sporting event that goes on Follow me, Jeff Mans at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. All right, folks, a lot to get into today. I'm riding solo for this one. All right, so it will be a true one man's opinion podcast. I'll try to keep this to an hour if I possibly can. Uh, boy, there's a lot to get to. I'm in a fight. Let me start out why I'm in a feisty mood. I'm going to get to fantasy football. I want to talk about uh, league setups. On the Sirius XM show, if you don't listen to my radio show, it's on Sirius XM's Fantasy Sports Radio, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, every single weekday uh, on Channel 87, uh, Sirius Channel 210. If you have a Sirius radio still, it's on demand as well. But all week long, as I'm recording this episode of the podcast, we're talking about league setups. I am going to give you, all of you on the podcast, some very special league setup i'm going to give you my home league i'm going to tell you exactly how we divide it i'm going to cut it up for you on the program today it's something i can never get to on xm just because all the breaks and the timing so i'll get it to you guys here on this show today i'll talk about i'll give you one of my bold predictions for this upcoming season talk about why i feel that way as well um i know i've got requests i see you guys by the way everybody who writes and comments on whether it's on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or Podbean or wherever you guys, I read all that stuff. I want you to know I'm not above it. I read it, positives, the negatives. I strongly encourage you to leave your feedback because it matters. It matters to me. I care about what you guys want to hear. I had a request on there for me to expand on my 21st birthday story when I took the road trip with the boys. Uh, down in St. Louis from Chicago, St. Louis, we drove and spent a weekend there. It was epic. That is, I could do a whole podcast on that show alone. I'm going to try to get to that in this episode. So if you're the one who left that comment, no, I am planning to get into it here. Hopefully I will. If not, I promise the next episode I'll, I'll do it as well. So uh, I'll get to that. Uh, I do see you guys, but I want to dive into that. All right. I want to dive into um, I'm also going to give some ranking updates on my uh, fantasy football rankings over there at fantasyguru.com as well. So I'll give you some of those thoughts. I want to talk about why I'm pissed though. I want to talk about lies. 
And I haven't decided what I'm going to call this episode yet, whether it's going to be lies or liars or, or what. I haven't even decided as I'm speaking whether or not. I, let me tell you guys something. So I've been around the fantasy sports industry for 15 years. And it's been a wild ride in that 15 years. I, I feel like I'm Frank Sinatra. I've been up and down and over and out. You know, the whole litany of I've seen everything. I've seen people. I've seen so many trends come and go. You know, I'm a longtime guy at this point, comparatively. And I, I don't like to be, I don't want to. I don't want to be an asshole. Like that is a serious issue in my life where I don't, I don't have that in me anymore. I don't want to be a bad person. I'm not a bad person. I don't want to have to go out and bash people or talk ill of people or any of that shit. Like I don't, I think it's low class to do it, whether it's on Twitter, social media, on this podcast or wherever. I just don't, I don't want to be that. But I've gotten to the point where the truth is going to have to come out very, very soon. It just, there, there's no other way around it. The amount of bullshit that I'm seeing around the industry, specifically, I see it in social media, it's absolutely mesmerizing. And I know that there are people out there with, you know, it's basically what you've been hearing me bitch about former employees here at the, at the elite sports network. Um, people that aren't here because they're garbage. They're just fucking garbage. They're garbage humans. They're garbage analysts. They're garbage. Just flat out fucking garbage. I worked with them. They're garbage. They're no good at their job. Plain and simple. I don't, there's, I am just spitting truth right now. That's all it is. Is true. This is not an opinion. This is not just bad. It's bad. No, no, it's a, not an opinion. It's the fact they're bad at what they try to do. And we're seeing it. And I'm so fucking sick, so fucking tired of seeing people get caught up in the web that that is some of these people. I see guys going out starting company after company after company as in making huge announcements as if it's a big deal. It's never going to be a big deal. And I, I see friends of mine that get caught up in it and are promised and sold a bag of goods. That is all bullshit. Right. And I saw that this past week, one of, you know, a true friend and great football analyst gets caught up in this. And next thing you know, you know, they make a big announcement. Oh, this person is joining this company. Okay, great. I love opportunities. I love, especially when it's good people and when they get caught up. But when I know how this is going to end, I feel really bad. I feel like I need to say something. But I'm caught in this position where if I say anything, I'm an asshole. Um, if I say anything, I am I'm jealous or I'm spiteful or what have you. I, I know that's the way it will be viewed. And thus, there's really nothing I could do but sit there and wait for the I told you so. And the fallout of that has already happened. It's already happening, right? I, I've, I see these companies rise, make a million announcements, and then crumble, uh, you know, pretend that they're successful when they're not. I hear everything in the back talk, you know, and I know for a fact they're selling away shares of the company. They're giving people ownership and something that is an impossibility. You know, there are guys that I've worked with that file bankruptcies, 
and um, you know need payroll advances, of course, and we're in are in IRS debt that they have to make payments off of, have liens on properties and houses and things like that. And you know, it's not my place to say anything, but when you are that degree, you're Bernie fucking Madoff at this point, and you're going out there and you're supposedly hiring people. You, you, you can't, and you're giving away like ownership. Oh, this person's an owner. Owner of what? You can't sell anything. You're in financial ruin and debt. It's impossible. It's one of the reasons we need them off our books so we could actually sell our company, so we could actually be a business. You know what I mean? So. All of you listening, I know you're here for fantasy sports advice. You don't want to hear my inside bullshit, I'm sure. Be careful, please, because there's another element to all this. All right, there's, a, there's an element here that I saw from another prominent, used to be fantasy sports analyst, but now they're not. And that, that's the thing I also want to get across to everybody, because I had this conversation with a couple of our guys here at Elite Sports, and I'm not afraid to name them, and Rob Brink, our CEO, and Rusty, our guy, my guy, Brian Thoman, our tech guy here at the Elite. And, you know, we see this stuff and we've all been around a while. And I saw a guy talking about how his, his entire motivation up to this point in his life has been wealth accumulation. I just want to get rich. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. It's phenomenal. Fuck yeah, man. But now I'm already rich. I don't want to do anything anymore. I don't, I want time. I want, you know, blatantly saying this on social media, which is again, to each their own, to each their own. But I looked at it, I saw it and I'm like, this is embarrassing. And the fact that it's not embarrassing, it means, I don't know. I'm sad for the fucking world guys. I'm sad. I really am. I'm really sad about it because Customers, and we're all customers, whether I went to a ball game the other day and you know you watch TV, no matter who you are, you are a customer of something, a product, a service, whatever it is, right? And if we applaud the behavior of some of these guys in my industry, if we approve and applaud, oh, good for you, it's so great. If that's the way, then every then it the entire business, the entire industry just becomes about stepping on people's skulls on the way up. Right. I never, I, I've said this, I have read this, this whole f- stupid Twitter ch- chain. And I said, if I'm ever like this, just fuck, put a bullet in me, put a bullet. It's over for me. I'm done. So I, I don't, I don't know why it's embarrassing to want to work. I don't understand why it's embarrassing to want to hustle. And I don't, uh, I don't understand why it's bad to care about your customers, to care about your listeners, to care about your viewers, to care about your subscribers. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. If you're doing this just for the money, I mean, doesn't somebody else somewhere along the line, does, are you guys really that fucking dumb where you're fooled by this? Be honest with me at Jeff underscore Mans, I need at Mans, I need to know. Why are you fooled by this? Why are you impressed by this? You deliberately want advice from somebody who has no intention of anything except making money. That's the only intent. Are you fucking kidding me? And you guys act like they have the knowledge. They don't care at all. They don't give a shit and they admitted it. 
in your face, they admit it. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I don't want to make money. Absolutely not. I make a good salary now at my job at this at doing fantasy. I'm a part owner, all that stuff. Okay, I've sold this company. I've sold the company once. I sold another company once. I've done other things from, but I've also won a top, ton of money. Won in high stakes leagues and fantasy baseball and fantasy football. Won DFS, fantasy baseball, fantasy football, right? I have million plus dollars of career wins alone outside of any salary. I am a, I sit here, I'm a wealthy guy, no doubt about it, but I wasn't born that way. And it wasn't my goal that I'm going to, so I never in a billion years thought I'd make the money that I made when I made the decision to make this a career. And I will never, if I do, you need to call me on it. You guys need to call me on it. Man's you're being a snob. Man's you're, you've changed. You've done that. I need to hear those words. That's why I keep Ted around. It's why Ray is around and Phil and my guys, Rusty, Rob, they'll tell me, dude, you're an asshole. You're stuck up snob. You're fuckhead. They will tell me. My family, my brothers and sisters, well, they do tell me. They do think I'm a snob, I think. It's okay. It's okay. I need to hear it. Everybody needs to hear it sometimes. But it, this is ridiculous. We can't applaud, hey, yay, good job getting rich off of me. I didn't succeed. I didn't profit. Like, imagine that. Imagine running a fantasy company in which, you know, no, I don't know if there, there's, I'm trying to think of anybody. There's a couple, every now and then, subscriber will hit big on some service, right? Including ours. But if anybody paid attention to our football season last year, we, have, we didn't just hit, we dominated every single week every single week and again been doing it for 15 years i have done it at multiple companies just alarm and and now elite that's it oh my own but nobody cared when i was on my own but i mean people have we've changed lives we've we've helped people improve they improve every facet whether it's they've made a lot of money or they're just better players they're capable of making more money they're capable of winning more and I'm not, we're not stopping. There's no stopping. I'll never stop. If I do, I'll retire and I'll go away. I'm not just going to coast. I'm not going to tell everybody, uh, my priorities have changed. Um, I just want to spend time with my family. And so I got a beautiful, huge backyard, huge estate, swimming pool, TV outside, surround system, outdoor bar. I, I live the fucking life. I never enjoy it. My whole family makes fun of me. I never get to enjoy it. If I go out once a week in the backyard, what? that's it. Again, probably not ideal, but I, I'm grinding. I'm out there. I'm learning, you know, what the fuck, what the fuck's going to happen with Vic Fangio in Denver this year? You know, what's, what's Brandon Staley in LA bring to the table? What's Joe Lombardi? What's that dynamic? You know, what's going on there? How does Raheem Morris continue on what Staley did in one year in LA for the Rams, making them the number one defense. Can Raheem Morris, who's a completely different defensive mind, can he continue? That's what I'm thinking about. Not thinking about, oh, I need more time. I'm in my 30s and, uh, you know, I'm just really wealthy and uh, I just want to spend my time. Fuck you, man. I've done everything in fantasy sports while raising three kids, while staying happily married to my lovely wife while supporting my family and doing everything. Nobody gives me a bozo button. Don't you dare applaud me for it. It's your job. All of you guys, most of you out there working. 
you're hardworking, you're determined, you, you, you have to deal with things. We, we have been so divided in our culture and country. It's not just our country, it's the fucking world. It's so bad. It's so bad. The liars, the lies that are fed and it, they're fed to us through social media constantly. People pretend to be things that they're just not. And I don't know why. I don't know when the revolution's going to happen or when the revolt happens, but it's got to be brewing because I'm already at my end with it. Someday you guys will be too. And it could be, you have this own experience, I'm sure within your family and your circles of friends, you see people outwardly lying, your neighborhood message boards, maybe. I'm sure your, your wives or girlfriends tell you, oh, you see this with the neighbor posted? They, as if they're you know doing well, but didn't they just come ask to use my ladder the other day? Couldn't buy a ladder, but they're vacationing in the Bahamas. Like, really? Hmm. Yeah. You know, it's all bullshit. And I'm sure I'm guilty of it. You, some of you are guilty of, I'm sure. Why do we put out lies? Why do we embellish? Why are, why is this liar behavior rewarded? Why? It's absurd to me. And I've just had enough. I've gotten such negative, uh, um, negative, I, I guess a negative, um, um, whatever, uh, I can't think of the word, like my reputation, a negative reputation in my own industry for having done nothing but, but a good teammate to every single person I ever worked with and every single customer I've ever had and doing the right thing, eh, I would say 99% of the time, I'm sure. I've blasted people, I've said things I didn't want to say. I've not been perfect by any stretch, but man, I get a reputation. And even now I sit here and watch people subtweet me, tweet, even they'll tweet at me sometimes when they have courage, liquid courage. Right? And it's a, it's a group of former people here that just that thought they were going to fool everybody. They thought they were going to trick everybody. They thought they were going to use this company as some sort of pass-through entity for their other businesses. And they were going to get kickbacks on everything. And I said, no fucking way. And I became the enemy and they are all left. You know, I've taken this whole thing on myself and uh, it may seem braggadocious, but fuck everybody, right? Fuck you. Fuck everybody right now. That's the way I feel. All right. I, I sat here and, and I watched everybody try to reach in and grab for more and grab for more and grab for more and grab for more, whether it was more money, more attention, more fame, more uh, respect. I guess they reach in for, you know, social media respect, watched them all. I watched so many prominent people do that. Watched them reach in, reach in, reach in, reach in, ask for more, 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 more until it just became nonsensical until they were screwing over more people than they were bringing in that they were worth and they're all kicked to the curb now i got a crew around me most of which i think all of which lost their snakes in the grass which i have come to expect be honest with you and if you're an elite member don't think that i don't look at you don't think for a second i ain't looking at what your really intent your real intentions are because at this point just fuck everybody right it's just like i, I mean why bother with people you know, why bother putting the work? You guys think you're going to pull one over on me. You're never going to pull one over on me. No, because 
I'll outwork your ass to the end of the earth. My people know. Every, if you're listening to this show, and we got a good growing audience here, and I respect the hell out of you guys, I'm not going to turn my back on you. You guys know what's up. You know I'm going to be here for you next week and the week after and the week after. And if I'm in a hospital bed, I'll be there for you. You, you know. My rankings will be updated. My content will be there. Going to help you win. Maybe make a wrong call. Maybe make some right calls. You know where my intentions are. 15, 16 years now in this business. And, you know, (laughs) others, I I just watch it. I watch all the bullshit, all the lies. I just saw it. I mean, man, who did we start out? Like, who to think about when I started this company? We, when we got bought out, we had an amazing array of talent, right? We had John Hanson, Joe Dolan, Graham Barfield. Tom Browley, Tommy G, Kevin Adams, Draft Chief, Jeff Collins, Benny Ricciardi. Every single one of these people are gone. Every single one of them. They aren't gone because, you know, this whole better and brighter thing. I respect most of those people I just named. Almost all of them. A couple I don't. A couple I don't. But most of them guys, they, and they all go and do something else. I am endlessly fascinated that a collection of people can go out there after they absolutely turn their back on customers, stopped working, stopped paying attention, didn't do any work, turn their backs on their teammates, tried to lie, tried to cheat, tried to steal from this company, from paying subscribers to their followers on social media. They did like some of these guys have done all that. And then they go and I'm going to work for another company. Give me your money. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know, man. I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how they have one paying subscriber or customer. I just don't. Again, I'll talk about a couple of them. There's some really good guys. Me and John Hansen, I think, as far as I know, we are pretty tight. We, we talk a lot. Uh, Joe uh, Dolan as well, that, that group. Very good, respectful people, man. I'm never going to say anything bad in, in there. Even you know, you hear whispers, you hear things, but I, I think that relationship's on the up and up, and I, I never know. I've been backstabbed so much that at this point, I just kind of assume any everybody's talking shit and whatever. But you know, they're not going to beat me because I just keep going. I'm the guy nobody wants to face because I love all of you. And that's the relationship that matters. And I won't stop grinding. I don't care how much money's in the bank. It won't stop me from trying to figure out what we need to win, what we need to profit on, betting, daily fantasy, seasonal fantasy. That's what we're doing. And we'll do it in an entertaining and engaging way, I feel. So just sick of the lies, guys. I'm just sick of it. And, you know, whatever part you all play in it, try, let's all, let's, let's try to make a pact between us. Let's just try to get better. Let's try to just stop with the politics. Trump's a fucking liar. Biden's a fucking liar. Stop pretending they're not. Stop pretending you're not on one side. Stop doing this. Stop thinking baseball doesn't have a problem. Stop thinking the NBA referees are on the up and up. Stop it. Tell the truth. You owe it to yourselves. You will be liberated. When you stop lying to yourself, stop making excuses, stop having one-sided everything. Stop doing this. Start seeing the world the way it is. You're going to be better off for it. 
Um, speaking of which, all right, I've ranted enough on that. I'm not going to go any further. I, th- I think we're at a nice spot uh, w- with all that. I do want to talk about, um, I want to talk about, uh, let, let's get into, I'll do the, my 21st birthday. Um, <laughs> that was fun. 21st birthday, just a, an absolutely crazy scene. Went down to St. Louis. Me, my buddies, uh, should I say they're not? Yeah, they don't. I don't even think my buddies listen to this podcast. I don't know if they do or not. Richie, um, my buddy Cookie, my uh, friend Steve, that um, we went down there. We we were staying in, in like outside of St. Louis, somewhere in Clayton, Missouri. It was 1998. It was the Cardinals were running hot. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, that home run derby it was July of that year. And, uh, you know, we, we were having a great time. All 21 at that point. I just turned 21. We get down there. First night in, in the whole place. First day we were there. Go to a bar at this place. I think we we're on the landing at that point. Landed, back in St. Louis, the landing was the place to be. I hear that it's all run down and shitty now, but back in those days, it was really the place to be. And we go to a bar, long story short, my buddy Rich danced with some girl, her, some guy got pissed, fucking push each other. I jump in because at that point I didn't, you know, 21, I didn't give a fuck. I was, I was ready. I was ready to throw down, man. I was in shape. I was, you know, I did the world by a string and, uh, you started, we just got into it and it started a fucking melee. I mean, a full on bar brawl. It's a two story bar, like a big ass place. Tables were flying glasses, breaking everywhere. People falling full haymakers being thrown pandemonium bouncers come in. They wrestle all of us out. And my buddy Rich gets like forcibly picked up and, taken out so we follow of course you never leave your buddy if your buddy gets tossed out you go too um we did we go out there well my somehow rich found a he had a glass uh, like a beer glass got out of the place and he's screaming and swearing at these bouncers fuck you bulls rule this is 98 you know with the, the bulls there's no no basketball team in st louis so who knows why he was screaming it but he was he whips the glass at the uh, front it's side, technically the side but like the front side window of the place the fucking glass cracks like you see it and you see it we fucking bolt out of there completely and utterly out of there so that was a disaster um next day we go to the budweiser brewery um you know, the Budweiser Brewery Tour, we do all that. They bring you back to a hospitality room, okay? And at that point, you know, I'm from the South Side. I'm a Chicago guy. I know how to I know how to talk to people. I know how to, you know, I know, I know what's up. The bartenders there, you get like a I don't know, like a four-ounce sip basically of the beers, and they had whatever Bud, Bud Light, whatever, Michelob, you know, all the shit that Budweiser produced at that point. Now I'm like, listen, buddy. I put a $20 bill down. I go, what do you really got? You got nothing but kegs back there. Nothing but refrigerators. Where's the real stuff? You know, what do you really got? Two bartenders kind of look at each other like, all right. They come out. They bring out all these fucking ice cold cans of beer, stuff called Hurricane. And uh, I remember the Hurricane because it's a huge glass or a huge can. And they start pouring us beers in there. 
and we just started feeding them money. And next thing you know, we, there's a little round table. We start in all these little cups that they give you. Me and my buddy Steve start building a tower. I don't know why we started building a tower of cups. At one, I think we had 38 cups between the four of us at one point. And again, you get 10 minutes. You're supposed to have two beverages max, two four ounces. That's it. We had 38 between four of us cups and that. And we're pounding, fucking just pounding these drinks. Got absolutely. Well, my buddy Steve at one point gets up to get more knocks the whole thing over creates just spills everything's just a, everybody at this they were already kind of all the people were looking at us like these guys are out of their minds but now we got the attention of everybody and that was it it was a wrap got to get out of there the bartenders were pissed at us because we brought attention to it so we get on there's like a trolley that brings you back up the hill oh we were like the last on the trolley so uh um actually i actually had a seat come to think of it we weren't last. I was just, I got up because there was like a either old lady or a lady or somebody else. So I gave my seat up. So I would just stand. Right. And it's like, you know, train, if you ever, you have your hand on like a triangle type thing, we started going up. It's a hundred degrees in St. Louis that day. Um, before, or yeah, I should have said before that. Oh no, no, no. It was after that. Yeah. yeah. It's after the brewery. We were going up there. I could barely stand. That's the, that's my point of the story. I could barely stand. Cause I'm trying to stand up as this trolley is going up this hill. I couldn't stand. I was drunker than shit out of my mind. So we went from there. We took a cab to the gateway arch, the gateway arch. We played Frisbee underneath there and we were running and sweating and, and drunk off our ass. We bought a bottle. I forgot what it was at that point. Um, some bottle of hard alcohol. And we're drinking that under the arch and everything. And uh, we got burned. We were absolutely trashed everything else. So we decided like, oh, fuck, we're too fucked up. We're just going to stay in. Um, we went to, uh, oh, shit. No, that was, see, this was the third day I'm describing to you. Because the second day we went was a Friday night. We went to the game. We went to the Dodgers Cardinal game. And at the Dodgers Cardinal game, we caught two home run balls in batting practice from the Dodgers. But. And then McGuire hit two home runs. I think it was like home run 47 and 48. Took two swings in the game. Hit two home runs in the Big Mac land. When we got back to the hotel that night, we had the balls from the game. We told everybody, we made like a big scene that it was, this was McGuire's home run balls, that we caught them both, right? (laughs) Fucking lied through our ass. Well, the hotel manager was loving it and everybody's having a good, they gave us, they upgraded us. From a we had a standard one you know, two bed one room room to the presidential suite, which was a four bedroom completely the whole top floor of the it was a Holiday Inn in Clayton, Missouri. It probably is still there. Whole top of the presidential suite. We got that room, so we got that that on uh, the next day. So yeah, we stayed in our room on Friday night, and they gave us this room the next day. And after the we were at the Arch. On the third day, that Saturday, we're like, all right, let's just enjoy the room. Let's fuck it, man. We're too, you know, we, we got booze. Let's go buy some chicken, cook some chicken because we had a grill and everything. Like, we were like, screw this. Let's just stay in and enjoy this massive suite we had, you know? So that's what we decided to do, except for the fact that we had our buddy Cookie get us the chicken, me, Steve, and Rich, we drove, we told them we were going to the grocery store to get other supplies. Well, we stopped off 
and at the landing again, I, and again, this is like 20 minutes away. It was ridiculous. My buddy Steve had to take a shit. <laughs> he takes a shit. He goes into some place, some building, office building when we get there. Me and my buddy Rich go into a place called Fat Tuesdays where they serve all these like frozen drinks. We go in there. Well, guess where we spent the rest of the night? We ditched our friend Steve. Steve never found us the rest of the night. Um, long story, Rich met a girl in the um, uh, in Fat Tuesdays. There was a band playing. I was in a band. I was playing bass. Me and Cookie were actually in a band uh, all throughout the 90s. I played bass and guitar. Again, long story short, Rich is macking on this girl. I end up on stage singing and playing guitar and bass with this band. And we're just fucking going bananas. It was like we got the whole place. We were pulling in people from off the street. Um, I remember what song was, I think it was like lit. My own worst enemy was popular at this time. We we're playing some hit songs. Like I knew hit song. I knew how to get a crowd, right? Cause I knew the hits to play that people were into. And we just were jamming, had a fucking amazing time. Next thing you know, Rich wants to go into Illinois with this girl. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going with you. So the two of us take her car into Illinois to a bar called Oz it turns out it's all, it's nothing but, it's nothing but just big bikers and there's U-Haul trailers, like you, like long haul truckers. We go there. This chick is like dressed to the nines and everything else. And everybody in there wants to fight Rich because he's with her, obviously. And by default, I'm getting in, involved in all this shit and whatever. Long story, we're at this place. Eventually, Rich is like, uh, yeah, he's going to bring her back. But we have to go get my car at this point. We go back. He drives her car with us. I go, I'm speeding, which is the worst thing in the world. I, I Just terrible. Stupid me doing it. But driving all the way back to Clayton, I had to go get every, wake everybody up to tell them, you won't believe what Rich got. Mind you, our guy, our guys, Cookie and Steve, Steve had to take a cab back to the hotel because we, he couldn't find us. This was before cell phones, remember? Otherwise, we could have texted him, hey, we're here. He had no idea. We, none of us had cell phones. None of us. So he had no idea. Nobody knew where we were. We ditched our friends. I said, I promise you when you see this chick that you're going, it's going to be all worth it. Long, he, he, Rich comes back. He he has her and and Cookie tells me he goes. I still fucking hate you. And he went and they went to bed or whatever. So that that was the story. Um, that was that story. It was, it was wild, man. It, that was back in our party days. I think we left and drove back the next day. And uh, Cookie and Steve still pissed at us, probably to this day because of it. But um, epic, just an epic fucking story. So that was the 21st birthday story. I promised the rest of that one um, did that. I want to get into my ultimate league setup now. This is a, another thing. We'll talk fantasy football for a moment here, folks. So I've been trying. I am an advocate for playing all 18 weeks. 18 weeks is how we should be playing fantasy football. You shouldn't take eight, the 18th week off. We shouldn't have been taking 17th week off. We started doing this in like the late 2000s, maybe 2004-ish, we started taking off week 17 because everybody rests their players. That was true. But over the last five or six years, that that hasn't been true anymore. The NFL did us a favor, and they schedule all divisional games for the last week of the season. It's no different week 18 this year. 
So this idea that it doesn't matter, these games matter more than anything. These are important games. Very, very important games. They have tiebreaker implications, playoff implications, playoff seeding implications, draft pick consideration. There's all this stuff that goes into it, right? Some of it, yes, unfortunately, is tanking. Some teams do want tank and won't try. But again, you could take advantage of that. I, I never understood, same with play, NBA, NHL, fantasy. When you know a team's intentions, they're just making it easier for you to succeed, to make money off the bet, to make money off of the in fantasy and DFS. So why aren't you doing that? Take what they're giving you. Why do you, why do you have to assume everyone's going to play their best? Sometimes they're not. They're teams that tank at mid season. We pick up on that shit and we win and we make profit as a result. I don't get this other, this idea. You guys live in Mr. Rogers neighborhood where everything's on the up and up. No, but whatever the intentions are, take advantage. So I'm an advocate for playing all 18 weeks. Okay, that's just it. I am. I think two-week championship week should be it. Um, Or, and, or, you could do what we do in my home league. My home league, a home fantasy football league, was a league that we started, started in 1996, technically. And then we, some reason, either we didn't play in 97 or we took it off, and then we moved it onto the CBS platform in, 98. So 98 is the first. And I remember during this time, you know, again, 98, what a magical year, right? Going party in St. Louis. Then I came up with this idea to divide our league into two separate, two leagues, run two leagues simultaneously, where at that point we were a total points league where the most points won. But, you know, the if you're a 12 team league, six teams are out of it by week 10, right? It's over for them. They, they, you're not coming back. So, you know, that was really disinteresting. So the head to head format was catching on. So we wanted to switch to a head to head format without losing the total points element, because the most points in the league should get something for their efforts. So I came up with a way to divide the, the league into two, and I'm going to describe how to do that here. So, in our league, my home league, since I've run since 1998, uh, Ted Schuster's in it. Actually, Ray Flowers is now in it. Like we've we've had a major turnover lately of sort of you know people we just don't see or hang out with as much. My nephews are in it though, um, you know, longtime members, 20 plus years. Um, they are in the league, but brought producer Phil Phil Backard into the league. You know, um, my buddy Rich that we just talked about still in the league. So. You know, a good a core of us have been there the whole time, or at least, you know, a long, long time. And the setup hasn't changed. We've upped the amounts, how much dollars, because back in those days, you know, 50 bucks is a lot, is ridiculous amount of money to us. But uh, now we charge a $200 entry fee. That's it. Just $200. Not, it's not anything too crazy, right? But at the same time, in a 12-team league, that has $2,400 in the pot. Some sweet money if you could win it and we run a 15 week head to head schedule. Okay. Um, we had always actually, we run a 16, no, we have 15 week head to head schedule. All right. We it's been 14 weeks all the way through. Now we're doing 15 weeks. What we do 
Um, I'll go through the payouts and backtrack it for you. It's 12 teams. It's head to head three divisions of four people. Okay. So for winning the division, division winners, each get $125 each division winner. It's what? 375. And you get an extra. And then one wild card team, which is best record first with total points being the tiebreaker for second, you know, second tiebreaker or first tiebreaker, I'm sorry. So that's a $75 for winning the wild card. So there's only four playoff teams. Only four teams make the playoffs in, in this league. And I think in a 12-team league, that's all that should make the playoffs. I really do. I don't see why you want five or six teams. Don't give bye weeks. No, fuck bye weeks. Play this game, folks. Why are you all so scared? What, bye weeks are dumb. Bye weeks are dumb. Taking week 18 or 17. It's just dumb. Play. This, it's, it's just... It's like saying you've got it's a fourth quarter and you're up, you know, three minutes left, you're up by seven. Oh, it's game's over. Let's just forget it. Or a gimme putt in golf. You ever have your buddies do that to you? It's like a two foot, three foot putt, and they're like, yeah, it's in. No, no, no. I want to see you hit this in the fucking hole. No, 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 no. No give me's. No, no, no. Do it. I don't trust that you can do it. You're not Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson, buddy. You knock that three footer in before we no, there's no gimme putts. Well, I'd make it. No. Who the fuck do you think you are? No. Mm-mm. Well, I have the best team. I should just walk into it. No, you shouldn't. I want to see this best team in weeks 14, 15, 16. I want to see you in the semifinals, right? Build your team for the long haul. There are no rest in this dojo. So that's the way we go. And the, the structure is this. So we four teams make the playoff, each division winner in a wild card. Then we go by total points the rest of the way. The next four best teams get seeds five, six, seven, and eight, right? In the first round of the playoffs, the five plays the eight, the six plays the seven. Okay. And then the next one, you have nine, 10, 11, and 12 seed. The worst team in the league is 12. Nine plays 12, 10 plays 11. That is what we call the bowl bid week. That's the bowl bid. The, the wild card team plays the first, the first seed and the two plays the three in the playoffs. The winners of those games move on. It becomes like a tournament the next week. Bowl bid and then bowl week. And for us, we have the, the, the championship bowl. We have the soup bowl, salad bowl, fruit bowl, fish bowl, toilet bowl. Now, I've actually had sponsors for these bowl games before because uh, I'm entrepreneurial and, you know, I dig it, but we don't have sponsors at this point anymore. Um, and each one of those bowl games, you know, is worth a certain prize, a cash prize, a part of that $2,400 total prize. Okay. I, we pay out a thousand, 1,000 of the $2,400 is paid out in bowl week. And what we do is the winner, the championship winner gets 250 bucks. The championship loser team that win that lost the championship game gets 150. The next highest one, the runner up basically in that playoff game or the, you know, the, whoever lost the playoff, the winner gets 125. The loser just for making it to the playoffs gets $110. Okay. 110. Then the next bracket, the winner gets a hundred of the, the salad bowl, what we call it. It's really the sort of the runner up bowl, if you will. The loser of that game gets 75. The next one fruit bowl 
$60 to the winner, $40 to the loser. The fishbowl, which is, you know, the loser bracket, the winner of that gets $35. The loser gets $25. The toilet bowl, the winner of the toilet bowl gets $20. And we used to make, it used to be the loser of the toilet bowl got $1 paid in pennies. That was our whole thing. Now we just, we give them $10. So everybody gets something. Okay. Everybody makes something with that. And what else we do is, so that's 1450 paid out thousand in the bowl game payouts and 450 for the three division winners in the wild card. All right. We also do $25 for a high score of the week. Okay. So we do this from weeks one through 14 weeks, one through 14, all the regular season weeks, we do a, a payout of 350 total dollars. I suppose that's actually going to be up by one because we'll do 15. Um, we will end up doing 15 weeks. So it'll be $375. So I'll have to, I have to change some of this, but uh, that's no problem. $375 is the, so weeks one through 15, get a $25, whoever, whatever team wins the highest score of the week, most points in a week gets that $25 extra. Again, some years we've had teams win eight weeks right? And just, just absolutely blast through it, right? Make their entire entry fee back just in weeks one before anything else. All right. And then, so we do that. And then we also, the other bonus is the total points payout and the total points payout is $450, $250 for first place in total points going to the winner. Notice that's the exact same payout that the, the champion gets $250 for winning that second place, 150 third place, 50 for third place in total points. Okay. So that is the breakdown there. We get 375 for um, uh, the weeks one, we get a thousand dollars for the playoffs. You get $450 for the uh, divisional payouts plus wild card. You get a, a, another four, 50 for the total points and that's 2275 out of 2400 well what happens to the 125 bucks jeff glad you asked this is what we do we play week 18 we we end our we've been ending our championship in week 16 and now we'll do week 17 since 1998 but we do make a total payout in week 17 slash 18 where the most points in that week, just most total points, get 60 bucks. Second place gets 40, third, 25. That is your extra $125. And that keeps p- players and teams playing all the way to the end of the year because you're always making some back. The structure of this over the last, what have we done, 23 years of this format, almost every year you get one to two teams. Two teams make a good deal of money. Had teams make over a thousand before, right? It's great payout. Five times your entry fee. Um, most it's usually about like a team with a you know eight hundred and another team like five fifty something like that at the end. That's usually what it comes out to. Then a bunch of teams in the middle, and then like one to two teams that absolutely bottom out, where like you know they win the ten dollars back. Basically, is what they out of their two hundred they win. Uh, they win ten bucks. 
other 200 and then the other team you know makes 50 or maybe they win a week or something where they make 25 and 20 so they make yeah 45 dollars right 45 dollars out of their 200 and everybody else is kind of in the middle it's in degrees of wins or loss so nobody's getting crushed there is upside for monster seasons you can win four to five times your money in this format but it also keeps the league interesting all the way through it's also a keeper league. We keep one player that we drafted in rounds four through 10. All right. That's one keeper, but he has to be on your roster the entire time. You cannot have traded or released the player. If you did that, no bueno, he's gone. Once you make a deal, once he's off your roster, if you didn't keep him all year, you don't get to keep him. And then we keep another player drafted in rounds 11 through 18. And that's our second keeper, you know, in years past, sometimes people trade, whatever, they have to keep a kicker the next year. So be it. Sometimes that's happened. We also do a college player draft. Um, usually around November of each year, we've been doing it later of late where we do two rounds of a college player draft. And for those who know college football, you get the next season out of those two college players you drafted, you get to keep one of them. So if you drafted Najee Harris, well, good for you, or Javante Williams or Trevor Lawrence or somebody like that, you get to keep that player. So it's technically a three-player keeper league. So that's the, the format that we use. It's tried. It's true. It's a lot of fun. It's very competitive. It plays – there's no off weeks. You always have to be thinking whether it's keeper possibilities, whether it's um, – and then our draft order every year goes in reverse order. Uh, and it goes by money won. How much money was won? If you won the least amount of money, you have the most chance, slightly, to get the first pick or a higher pick. You have more ping pong balls in the lottery, right? And then we go all the way through the champion has the least. Or the not the champion, the one who won the most money, technically, usually champion or the point score, one of them. And that's the way we do it. So you all, at every, notice, every single facet of this, Every week, you always have something. You are actually managing your roster. It's not a dynasty league. It's a keeper, but you're always thinking of what about next year. We're not thinking about three years down the road. We're thinking about, okay, next year I can get a higher pick. Next year I do have these two keepers, or I don't have these keepers. Or you could trade your college player in the offseason if you want. You know, There's a lot of elements. But most importantly, it, it makes it very tough to tank and to stop paying attention, right? It really does. Because you can be getting your ass kicked through 10 weeks and then say, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to pick up a player. That player propels you a little bit. Maybe you win two weeks, right? You, you end up you know, getting into the fishbowl, but you, you, know, you lose the fishbowl, which is the second worst one and then uh and then you took third place in points in week 18 well guess what you won half your entry back instead of paying 200 for the year you won 100 one in two weeks of 25 taking 25 bucks in the fishbowl and then uh third place in points in week 18 all of a sudden it's 100 bucks back right not bad it's a lot easier on your bottom you always can improve your net winnings or losings in uh in that year so there you go. That's the that's what we do in that format, in that league. If you want more information on it, I think I went through it pretty thoroughly. Uh, it is a half-point PPR format. That's the way we go. Um, we've never done defenses, if you can believe that. Isn't that crazy? Never have done 
defenses in our life. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's pretty wild to have never done that. But uh, we have um, done kickers all the way through. I think we just abolished kickers a year or two ago. And, we, and last year during COVID, we did team quarterbacks, so nobody got screwed up there as well. But, you know, there's always something um, that is going on in that. If you want to – more information, at Jeff underscore Mans in – on Twitter, hit me up there and uh, more than happy to give you any more advice for all my commissioners in our fantasy guru, fantasy football draft guide. Our guy Armando Marsal does do commissioners corner. He has every single league format, everything from literally every single thing from um, a PPR standard league, the keeper to dynasty, all of that he, he has in there. So um you know, really good stuff, really important stuff for all of our commissioners. And that's, these are the imp- things you need to implement at this time. Don't do it in August. By August, you don't have enough time. Teach everybody, tell everybody, now's the time for commissioners to get your league set up, everybody. So there you go. Uh, all right, what else do we got here today? Oh, I wanted to talk about, I'll give you one bold prediction from the draft guide over at fantasyguru.com, and then I'll, I'll talk about it. Let's see. No, 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 no. What, which, which one? We have AFC champion, NFC champion, sleeper team, breakout quarterback, running back, receiver, rookie sleeper, rookie bust, must have player, must avoid player, impact injury, deep sleeper, um, comeback player, first quarterback benched, touchdown vulture, PPR gold best handcuff okay wide receiver bust nfl future bet and then we have a funny team name to name your team so all that our our entire staff me armando tyler russell tad ray rob brink vlad sedler brian healy cj calton back to siege ricky sanders phil backard all of us chiming in um with our bold predictions uh i want to give you guys something i don't talk about on and sirius xm how about that I haven't talked about this on XM at least yet. This is a little nugget here, folks. So uh, I appreciate you guys indulge me. I know I swore a lot. Hopefully your kids weren't in the car or nearby. A little angry about the liars in the industry. I know I probably sound like such a fucking baby when I do that, but I have no other choice. It's going to get messy eventually. I hope you guys stick with me when I eventually have my blow up. Because it's going to happen. And I've got mountains of evidence on people from when they worked here like mountains mountains i have every screenshot i have financial documents of people stealing and people manipulating and lying i I mean i got it i got it dead to rights which is why i think nobody comes at me directly um but they will they'll fuck up eventually i think it's just a, a total game of chicken right now who breaks first and just unloads but i know it'll be me here's the one i want to get to a deep sleeper, super deep sleeper. Nobody is talking about. Okay. And for me, that player right now is Miko Hardman. Why is nobody talking about him? Do we understand that Sammy Watkins is no longer here? We understand that, right? We, we, we get this. We have to get this. I, I'm not understanding who the number two is in Kansas City right now. It's well, I I know it. Well, I'm confused on what other people think it is. 
because Kelsey's going to take a lot of attention. Kelsey, though, there's no more for Travis Kelsey. There's just no more. There's no possibility of more. He's starting to get a little older, too. And I don't know if 150, 160 targets, 105 receptions. I don't. That's a lot of meat off the bone. Miko Hardman, mind you, is entering his, I believe it was third year, right? It was three years. Yeah, he's three, third year in for Miko. Third year breakouts we see all the time. That it's right in line with the Andy Reid philosophy and what he does. But if you look at it last year, when Tyreek Hill missed a couple of games, um, all right, we got hurt in one, missed another. And when he did, it was Nicole that came in. Hartman had 62 targets, 41 receptions, 560 yards and four touchdowns last year. It's not like he was broken or terrible, okay? He had a 45% snap rate last year. All right, and that's over 16 games compared to Sammy Watkins, who had 47% over 10 games. Right. Who's going to get those snaps in two wide receiver sets? Now, Demarcus Robinson, he is a favorite of Eric Bieniemy. Uh, my coaching breakdown on the Chiefs uh, document, uh, both Pringle, both Demarcus, or I should say Demarcus Robinson. I do touch on Pringle in there as well, but uh, also get into um, – the uh, uh, Daryl Williams, that's the other guy that the enemy actually likes. Like that's his, those are his guys because they practice hard, work hard. That's a B enemy type of player. But I'm telling you, Tyreek, if Tyreek ever gets hurt, it is a thousand percent. Like you're talking about Miko Hardman becoming a wide receiver one. Talk about Miko Hardman being an absolute stud. If, that were to happen. And Tyreek is small, brittle, get, starting to get older, relies on speed. So soft tissue, hamstring, groin pulls, those things are can happen. Okay. We're talking about Miko Hardman being the Tyreek of this offense. What he was brought into, he was drafted two years ago, three years ago now, be, in order to, just as an insurance policy for if Tyreek went down with the um, uh, stuff with his uh, uh, kid with, the uh, parental rights and his, the, the baby mama drama that he had going on. Um, that's, I, I'm trying to soft shoe it, but we all know his stories are terrible. All right. Tyreek Hill is not a sure thing ever, in my opinion. He's always so electric when he's on the field. But in the meantime, Nicole's sitting there. Guys, his ADP is 144. It's the end of the 12th round. You're, you're getting Nicole Hardman in 12th, 13th round. Again, he's not, you're not going to draft Hardman to start for you, but this is one of those players that his upside is absolutely unlimited. Unlimited. All right. That's what it is. It's, it's unlimited upside. And even without that, his numbers from a year ago were absolutely were pretty solid, especially if you filtered out all the games that he met or that he actually started or played uh, Hardman was very viable in those contests. Right. I mean, now you look at Sammy Watkins and Sammy Watkins, you know, with him, we're missing a 45% snap rate. We're missing 55 targets, 37 receptions, 421 
yards, two touchdowns, you know, um, not the greatest, but in mostly nine games, cause even one game he played, but didn't really do that. I mean, you combine that, put those numbers on Hardman's ledger. All of a sudden he is a wide receiver three talk about a thousand yard receivers, seven touchdowns. Talk about a guy, 80, 90, almost 90 catches. That's a fantastic season. And I do think that he gets the majority of that. I think Demarcus Robinson, he had 45 receptions, 466 yards, three touchdowns. He'll get a little bit. He'll get a little bit of work, Demarcus Robinson. But Hardman's really the guy here, and especially if Tyreek goes down. So why not draft a player like this when you're not going to start him on a week-by-week basis? If you had to, it wouldn't be the end of the world because there's a chance he does evolve into the true number two receiver, not counting Kelsey, of course. So there, there is that chance. So you get upside there, but if Tyreek were to go down, it's the biggest insurance policy you'll ever get. Right. I mean, though, and, and when he does go off, especially in a best ball format, when he goes off, when Hardman goes off, he's going to go, he's going to explode. So yeah, absolute monster types of weeks which is what you want in best ball anyway you want that in any league but oh yeah the one so yeah i'm digging it up now um I mean, look at these games tyreek gets hurt in week three he goes six targets four catches 81 yards and a touchdown following week tyreek's not there or tyreek is there but doesn't, doesn't play much four targets four receptions only 27 yards but another touchdown Tyreek comes back. It's a lot of nothing. Tyreek misses against the Jets. He gets nine targets, seven receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Guy, that's – I mean, this is legit. This is a big, that's big production. It's like handcuffing. If you're a Tyreek owner, if you're going to make an investment in him in your, as a first or se- early second-round pick, that's worth handcuffing because you know the direct recipient. It's not going to be Demarcus Robinson. It's not Byron Stink and Pringle. It is Nicole Hardman, who technically is the number two on this team right now anyway. So that's the guy I have my eye on. Getting him in the 12th round, it's almost embarrassing. It's embarrassing how good of a fourth or of a 12th round selection that is. Technically, 13th round. So that's the last, 144th, last pick of the 12th round. So um, that's where I'm at. That's my super sleeper, one of my super sleepers, but the one you find – in the 2021 fantasy football draft guide over there at fantasyguru.com as well. So uh, there you go. Uh, what else did I get to everything? Did I, did I talk about everything I needed to. I hope I gave you guys enough football information. Now, and any other topics? Again, leave the comments, everybody. Tell us the comments. Hit me up on social media, Twitter, Facebook, wherever it is. And uh, if you want to hear other stories, you want me to get, you like the industry stuff, I'm more than happy to share everything I can. I, I don't want to be the asshole. I've said it. I'm getting to the point where I'm just have no choice. Like I'm getting my good name sullied. Um, I believe I treated everybody the right way. I, I would actually, I would love to hear a story if somebody thinks I wronged them at either elite or anywhere alarm when I was there, I, I, I live for it. I would love to hear the story uh, on that love to, because I don't think that would go the way they think it would go. Cause I actually protected a lot of people so many times, but uh, hopefully you guys indulge that. If you want to hear more, obviously ask me the question. If you want, we are going to really start ramping up football, 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 
right? It, that's what that's what we're going to be doing um, for the most part. We do have our new smash report at Lead Sports Data. For all of you that follow my daily fantasy baseball content, listen, I'm watching every day. Wander Franco is exciting. Uh, you know, picked him up in, uh, in two of my leagues. I'm excited about that. I've played him. He's in my core four tonight as I'm recording this, as a matter of fact. So, there, you know, I'm excited about baseball. There's just this pitcher gunking up, you know, and then having to show them, show their underpants because they may have substance. It's, it's fucking nonsense. Just nonsense that drives me away. But um, we still are winning money. We're in the hottest stretch we've been all season currently. So if you haven't been with us for Daily Fantasy, my guys, Vlad Sedler, Ted Schuster, uh, Ray Flowers, The Siege, Ricky Sanders. I mean, these guys, while I prepare our football content, these guys are holding on the fort and doing an amazing job. We have been hot, absolutely on fire hot over the last month. Like it's been over a month. I think it's been five weeks at this point. We had a down swing early May. But our new tools are live. We are killing it. If you want to get in, we have a summer special. Go to EliteFantasy.com. Hit that Join Now button. It's right on top. It's 99 bucks. Every single thing from now through the end of summer, through August, right? And you get every sport that we do, lineup optimizers, projections. You get um, also preseason NFL, folks. By the way, if you, you, know, if you want to sample our NFL stuff, you think, oh, you know what you're doing. This is the cheapest bargainous way to do it because you get our three weeks of the preseason in there and um, you get that taste. The, the NFL package is way more expensive, just so you're aware of that. So, you know, this is a good way to get in at least for the preseason, see if it's going to be worth it. And then, who knows, make the money, use this as a stepping stone to make the money to afford the fu- full season package, in which we won 15 out of 17 weeks last year documented was the best season I've ever had. It was the best season anybody's ever had, I do believe. So uh, I can't promise we're going to win 15 out of 17 again, but you have one thing. I guarantee you, you will get my all. I am not distracted. I am not going to let anything else get in the way of us winning. It's just not happening. So I don't care what anybody else does or says, we won't be distracted we got it right there for you. So check it out over there. Um, all right. That's going to do it. Episode 71 in the books, everybody. We do so appreciate you tuning in again. Uh, tell a friend, let us know what other topics that you want me to talk about guests that you may want us on there as well, because uh Love to get some of our guys. Uh, great uh, conversations, Scotty B. Our guy Scott Bonder and the Siege, and you know I got to get my guy Ricky Sanders on here very, very soon as well. So uh, we'll start bringing in some new blood on this program as well. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Make us part of your day, however you've chosen to do so. I am Jeff Mans. Again, follow me at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter. The Jeff Mans on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, wherever you get your favorite podcast please subscribe and hit that comment button this one's in the books everybody want thank you for tuning in uh we'll see you next time remember you may disagree with some or even gulp all that you heard on today's program is perfectly all right folks so we are a family we get along we can agree to disagree but after all it was just one man's opinion see you next time everybody Deuces.